Hi everyone, my name is Gabriel and this is the Hour of the Raven, your channel for everything Ravenloft, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons and Horror. Today we are going to unveil the secrets of Gabriel Adair, the manipulative and seductive Dark Lord of Nvidia. Are you ready? In the darkness of our cells, in the dungeons of the Citadel of Karina, we await countless tortures and public execution unfairly accused of murders that we did not commit. Next to our cell, an old Vistani is also awaiting torture and execution by the cruel designs of Malocchio Aderi. Before he dies, however, he is determined to pass on his knowledge and whispers to us the dark secrets of the witch Gabrielle Aderi. <laughs> How dare you threaten me? I am the absolute ruler of Nvidia and you should bow to my will. Look into my eyes and know what fate has in store for you. Surrender to your desires and come to me like insects drawn to the flame, into the webs of your sweet prison. Gabriel Ade is the Dark Lord of Nvidia. She carries in her blood the heritage of the Vistani and of a powerful Dark Lord, and manifests many supernatural powers. Although the Vistani have a prominent role in the Ravenloft campaign setting, Gabriel Adair is the only Dark Lord of Ravenloft that clearly refers to the Vistani, and also adapts to gothic horror the tropes of a temptress, seductive and manipulative female sorceress. The beautiful Gabrielle appears to be a young woman in her early twenties, although she is now almost fifty years old. Mirrors reveal her true age, showing her wrinkles and grey hair. Although she is still quite attractive at her real age, she avoids mirrors at all costs. She has a short stature, black hair and eyes, and a pale complexion. Gabrielle dresses in a jovial way, with colorful and ornate blouses and skirts, and uses jewelry and adornments with garments that denote her Western heritage. She is charismatic and seductive, but her beautiful appearance and smiles hide a manipulative, petty and cruel woman. Gabrielle is passionate and is often carried away by her strong passions, hatreds and impulses. She sees those around her as mere instruments to serve her desires, and takes pleasure in engaging in intrigues and conflicts, cruelly manipulating the people around her and delighting in the tragedy and suffering of others. Gabrielle likes to be flattered and adored by the men around her, but she does not like to be contradicted and she can become furious and irascible with ease. The Dark Lady of Nvidia has supernatural mystical powers. In the old editions of Dungeons and Dragons, she was considered an enchantress mage, but since the third edition of Dungeons and Dragons, she became a sorceress. 
Gabriel does not need to use any kind of material component, gestures or speech to perform her spells, being able to cast her spells with just her gaze. Her evil eye is powerful, but she is unable to cast her spells against the Vistani, and individuals who have Vistani heritage are also more resistant to her enchantments. She does not like to get involved in combat, and usually surrounds herself with armored men, enslaved by her charms, and ready to defend her with their lives. The need arises, she knows how to defend herself, and has already killed the enemies in cold blood. Gabrielle also protects herself with many magical items. She always wears a hat of disguise, usually hidden as a shawl or scarf, and wears a ring of magic reflection. She has a protective amulet against the evil eye and carries a magic dagger, which becomes even more lethal against lycanthropes. Her most powerful magic item is the Taroka deck that once belonged to the mysterious Madame Eva. Although she is not a pure blood Vistani, she can read the future on the Taroka, but is extremely weakened after such divinations, and needs to rest for a long period to recover. Gabrielle Adair emerged from a poor origin and nomadic life, and rose to the post of Queen of Invidia after murdering the tyrant King Bacoris. Detroned by her son Malocchio, she currently lives in Castle Unadora with the Gundarakite rebels, manipulating their forces for her protection and schemes of power. When Gabrielle wishes to close the borders of her domain, she creates a wall of terror. Any creature that tries to cross this invisible barrier will panic and flee once more into the domain of Nvidia. But what secrets surround the seductive figure of the sorceress of Nvidia? What macabre crimes and sinful sins condemned Gabrielle to have misty prison? Gabrielle is the daughter of Isabella Adele, with a mysterious noble from Falkovnia. Isabella Adere was a half Pistani who carried the heritage of Madame Eva's lineage and who had a strong gift of fortune telling. These powers did not prevent her from being captured and enslaved in Falkovnia to satisfy her master's cruel desires. The nobleman who enslaved Isabella was the tyrannical Dark Lord of Falkovnia, Vlad Drakov. And when Isabella finally managed to escape, she discovered that she was pregnant. Gabrielle was born in 710 of the Verovian calendar, in Richmuller, and went on to live an itinerant life with her mother. Although her mother adopted many elements of the culture of her Vistani ancestors, and passed on these traditions to her doctor, for reasons unknown to Gabrielle, she and her mother have always been rejected by the Vistani. Such rejection fed Gabriella grudge against the mysterious nomadic people, to whom she blamed the life of misery she lived with her mother. Isabella did not tell Gabriel about her father's identity, even when pressed. The child Gabriel was always very curious and created numerous fantasies about his identity. Gabrielle grew to be a beautiful young woman, but she showed a troubled temper. 
Isabella feared that her doctor had inherited the evil soul of her father, Vlad Dracol, and decided to read her future in the Taroka deck. Isabella then read a terrible prophecy, warning that if Gabrielle were to have children, she would bring only suffering and disgrace to herself and all those around her. When Isabella tried to warn Gabrielle of the dangers envisioned in the cards, Gabrielle resented her mother's words, and the tumultuous relationship between mother and doctor quickly started to degenerate. Prejudice struck them in 729 of the Barovian calendar, while crossing the lands of the domain of Arkandale. When they were preparing to camp, Isabella ordered her doctor to draw the symbols of protection around the camp. Nervous with her mother, after the teenager weaved the enchantments and protections in haste, and they were incomplete. That night, under the moonlight, a werewolf invaded the camp and attacked Isabella. Severely wounded, she managed to get rid of his jaws and struck the werewolf with the force of her evil eye, temporarily paralyzing the creature. With her legs injured and losing a lot of blood, Isabella cried out for Gabrielle's help. The young woman saw her mother's fragile position as an opportunity. She told her mother that she would only help her if Isabella finally told the truth about her father. Isabella begged for help of her doctor to bring her a healing potion, warning that her evil eye would not imprison the werewolf for long, but Gabrielle remained impassive. Almost about to lose conscience, Isabella then revealed to Gabrielle the truth about her father. She told that she was enslaved at a young age and taken to Falkovnia, and that her master was a cruel nobleman who every night liked to impale his victims so that he could hear their cries of agony while he dined. Isabella had been spared because of her beauty, and when she finally managed to escape, she was two months pregnant with Gabrielle. Isabella's revelation destroyed Gabrielle's romantic dreams and fantasies about her father's identity. Accusing her mother of being a liar, she took her mother's deck of Taroka and abandoned Isabella to her fate, crying out that she would go in search of her true father. As Gabrielle fled through the woods, she heard the werewolf finally escape from her mother's paralyzing gaze, and heard the curse her mother bestowed upon her. The mist take you, traitor. May you know your child's betrayal, and realize too late the depths of its evil. Gabrielle continued to run, but was enveloped by the mists, coming to emerge in the lands of Invidia. Shortly thereafter, the 19-year-old girl was captured by Bacoli's soldiers and taken to the tyrannical ruler to quench his lust and hunger. Bacolis did not see a threat in the beautiful and fragile young Gabrielle, and he demanded to be alone with her in his room. Gabrielle was not the defenseless young woman she appeared to be and she had heard the legends about the curse of a lycanthropy that plagued Bacolis. As her mother did before she died, 
she used her supernatural gifts and the power of her evil eye to paralyze Bacolis. Removing a silver dagger that she hid in her robes, she opened the tyrant's throat, abandoning Bacolis to die, choking on his own blood. It is said that at the time of his death, all the wolves of Nvidia howled terrifyingly, and that his soul still wanders over Nvidia, being chased by the ghosts of those he killed. Bacolis' death threw Nvidia into chaos. The tyrant was little loved, and soon all the symbols of his reign were destroyed, with his forts and properties burned by the rebels. The Dark Powers had already identified a new cursed creature to rule these lands, and the young, cruel and treacherous Gabriella Dare became the Dark Lady of Nvidia. Her supernatural dominance of these lands were also reflected in the government of the kingdom and Gabriella there was considered a heroine by the rebels and the oppressed, and hailed as the new queen of Nvidia. After ascending to power, Gabrielle was prevented from her plan to go on a search of her father, but she soon got used to her new situation of power. She proved to be a capricious, petty and equally tyrant ruler, and paid little or no attention to the kingdom of Nvidia. Soon, she lost herself into excess, spending resources on frivolities and exuberant parties, and getting involved in complex games of manipulation and intrigue while keeping countless lovers. Within a decade of Gabrielle's rule, the kingdom had plunged into chaos and anarchy. Bandits, militias and small nobles began to usurp control of some villages and regions and the realm was plunged into conflict and violence. In the year 736 of the Barovian calendar, Duke Gundar, the Dark Lord and ruler of the Kingdom of Gundarak, was murdered, betrayed by his own allies. Shortly afterwards, Barovia began a military invasion of the Kingdom of Gundarak, conquering part of its territory. One of the few occasions when Gabriella took an active stance in her government, she saw a possibility to expand the borders of her prison and managed to unite the often conflicting Nvidian forces to a common cause, the conquest of a shattered and helpless neighboring kingdom. Nvidia's opportunistic attack, while Gundarak forces battled Barovian armies to the north, took the Gundarakites by surprise and much of the territory was conquered by the Invidians without much resistance. Invidia managed to conquer the imposing castle Unadora, once home to Duke Gundar, but the great cities of the kingdom of Gundarak ended up under the rule of Barovia. The conquest of Gundarak took Invidia into yet another force of conflict, as the Gundarakite ethnic group is now part of its kingdom, and nationalist and Gundarakite rebels hide in the new borders of Barovia and Nvidia, conspiring for the return of their nation. Despite keeping countless lovers, Gabrielle was always tormented by her mother's visions and her final curse, and she always took great care with herbs and medicinal secrets to avoid becoming pregnant. One of her most enduring romances was with Maiton Blanchard, a schemer 
who arrived in NVIDIA pretending to be a Kartakas aristocrat. The charismatic Maiton is a shape-shifting wolfware, and he soon attracted Gabrielle's attention when he arrived in the city of Karina. She seduced Maiton, but the wolfware resisted her mystical charms. Ironically, Maiton Blanchard truly fell in love with Gabriella there, and is perhaps her only lover who has genuine feelings for the witch. Their relation will change when a strange gentleman arrives at the gates of Castellopet in the year 746 of the Barovian calendar. A strange visitor was a beautiful man with deep black eyes, and Gabriella there was immediately enveloped by his magnetism. This mysterious stranger, known as the Gentleman Color, is an incubus, an infernal being of unknown purposes, who has spread his evil seed throughout the land of the mists. Gabriel was swept away by his seductive demonic presence and took him to her quarters. Maiton, overcome with jealousy, took his wolf form and tried to attack the Gentleman Color but was easily overpowered by the fiend, and then expelled by Gabriella there from her company. After a torrid night with Gabrielle, this stranger disappeared as mysteriously as he had arrived, and Gabrielle remembered nothing about the events of that night, but his dark eyes and the name Gentleman Color. Shortly afterwards, she discovered that she was pregnant. Malocchio's pregnancy was accelerated, and in a few months, Gabrielle went into excruciating labor, which lasted three days. When the child was finally born, she was normal in all aspects, except for a sixth finger in each hand. She named the child Malocchio because of the supernatural gaze of the gentleman Color who had bewitched her. In just a few days, the baby started walking and talking, and within weeks, he was as tall as a child. Sinister rumors circulated a strange boy who grew up abnormally, and many said that around him strange accidents occurred, and he seemed to have control over the beasts of the woods. It was obvious that the child had a supernatural inheritance and Gabrielle read his future with Madame Eva's Daroka deck, and discovered that he was the Duca, the dark messiah who was prophesied to destroy the Vistani. Gabrielle harbored a great hatred for the Vistani, and she fed and educated a young child with this hatred. She believed that Malocchio could be a weapon that, under her influence, would take revenge on the reckless nomadic people who rejected her and her mother. As she had always done with all the men around her, she tried to keep Malocchio under her influence, but the young man was immune to his mother's power. In the year 747 of the Barovian calendar, just a few years after his birth, Malocchio had already become a young adult and orchestrated a coup to remove his mother from power. Using his own supernatural gifts, he treacherously undermined his mother's power and influence. 
during the events of the Karina Harvest Festival. Malocchio imprisoned, tortured and maddened Gabriella there, removing the illusions that blocked her mind, and Aloy had to fully recall the horrors of the night she spent with the gentleman color. In a strange and still unexplained sequence of events, Gabrielle was released from her imprisonment, but was then attacked by the Midnight Slasher, and only survived such attacks thanks to the intervention of a band of adventurers. Wounded and maddened, she was left to die in the Dreadwoods, and was saved from death by her former lover, Maiton Blanchard. The Wolfware rescued Gabrielle and helped her recover. After gaining once more her affection, they headed north together, out of reach of Malocchio's forces. When Gabrielle finally recovered from her fragile and insane state, the couple began to articulate new plans to take revenge on Malocchio and recover the throne of Nvidia. To this end, Gabrielle went to meet the Gundarakite rebels who were hiding in the woods and used her mystical gifts to enchant soldiers and seduce their leader, Ardon Siziliesa. After seducting the separatist leader, Gabriella Dea now manipulates him to exert control of the rebel forces, and he took shelter inside Castle Unadora, invaded and occupied by the Gundarakite rebels. Meanwhile, Maiton left for Kartakas to recruit other wolfwares from his pack and form a force of supernatural creatures under the command of Gabriella Dea, a secret weapon unknown to Malocchio. The manipulative Gabrielle keeps both Ardonk and Maiton as lovers under her influence and prepares for the day when she will face her son again in the battle for the control of Nvidia. In the year 752 of the Barovian calendar, despite all her precautions, she discovered that she was pregnant again and this time gave birth to a doctor, Lucita Adair. Isabella's curse can once again be fulfilled, and Lucita, just over four years old, can become an end to Gabrielle's schemes. Both Maiton and Ardank believe they are the child's father, and Gabrielle has been lying and manipulating both of her jealous lovers. If Maiton is Lucita's father, she will soon manifest her shape-shifting powers of a wolfware and Gabrielle's rules will come to an end, one way or another. The potential and intense conflict that can be established between her two lovers can put an end to Gabrielle's pretension and her transitory position of power in Castle Unadora. The voice of the old Vistani who whispered to us these macabre secrets seems to fail and for a time we believe that he has finally found the end of his torments. However, after a while, the harsh voice take up the thread of his tale, determined to bring his macabre story to an end. Join us, subscribe to this channel, and activate notifications, and together we will listen to the tale of the sinister Dukar, Malokiwadere. The apocalyptic child prophesied to bring about the end of the Vistani 
and the land of the mists.